You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Ethan Butte. He's the VP of marketing at BombBomb. He's told personal video success stories in hundreds of blog posts, in dozens of webinars, podcasts, and stage presentations, and in countless conversations. He's the co-author of the new sales and communications book, Rehumanizing Your Business, and he's the host of the Customer Experience Podcast. Prior to joining BombBomb, he spent a dozen years leading marketing inside local television stations in Chicago, Grand Rapids, Colorado, and Colorado Springs. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited because we're going to talk about something really cool today. We're going to talk about, you're going to give us some tips and strategies and some different nuances to prospecting with video, right? How to leverage video in your prospecting arsenal, how to put it in your tool belt and to leverage it to help you have more conversations, better conversations. But before we do that, give us a little bit of a backstory, Ethan. I know you've got this interesting background and now you've landed at BombBomb and you guys are growing like crazy. Can you fill in the cracks? Take a couple minutes, tell us a little bit of a backstory, but I want to dig in. So let's get started. Sure. Uh, As you already mentioned, I spent about a dozen years in local television. I did an internship one summer in college, and it just wound up in that business. Uh, So I was basically running in-house agencies of writers and producers to promote the shows and web presence and web stories and social media, et cetera. And, And it was okay. It was super fun. I learned a lot, but I knew I was growing tired of it when I moved out here to Colorado Springs. So I started doing project work with a lot of different people. And that was kind of when social was really on the come up, you know, 2009, 2008, 2009. So because I had done so much writing and producing, I was comfortable shooting and editing video. I personally shoot a ton of photos. I just really enjoy photography. Social media really worked well for me, as did content marketing. So I started doing content marketing project work, and I met the two co-founders of BombBomb, and I started doing stuff for them, writing landing pages and email sequences, and made some videos for them and stuff. And I, I really just enjoyed what they were up to, liked the way they worked. And, uh, and knew that eventually if they could make me a somewhat competitive offer, and I think most of us that have been very early stage in a company have made some sacrifices to do it. You know, my wife was very, very supportive of it. And so I, I jumped and joined them about eight years ago full time. So half of that time I was a one person marketing team. You know, again, that's some of the other stuff you mentioned in that setup. I probably wrote 500 blog posts and did a whole bunch of it. Like it even bled into CS a little bit. I did a lot of training and onboarding videos and and webinars and things like that. So really the way I bottom line it all, and I think this is super relevant to your sales and marketing listeners in particular, is I sell by teaching. 
I think it's the right way to sell. It's a fun way to sell. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy getting people lit up on that idea. And when you're in a live setting or maybe even on a webinar, when you have that live interaction in the comments, you can, in a live room, you can see and feel the light bulbs turning on. And that's always a pleasure. And sometimes you get that feedback too through chat and things like that on a webinar or, or an online experience. So um, that's just a little bit of context. It, and, then, and then all of that work culminated in the book that we uh, had published with Wiley, brand new book, and it, it captures probably a lot of the themes we're going to be covering here in the conversation. Perfect. So tell everybody, give everybody a one sec, you know, one minute infomercial here on BombBomb, because I'll be honest with you, I had not heard of it until probably in the last, I don't know, three or four months. I mean, probably the last three or four months is when I had really heard of it. And, you know, since seeing it, it's very exciting, but give us a little bit of a backstory on that. Tell us what you do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're a decade old company. We've been helping people get face to face more often that entire time. Essentially, it's it's video in email, although you can also text the videos and share them in social and some other things. We have a Google Chrome extension so you can record yourself or your screen and share these things by embedding them with HTML code or with the URL or again, sending them directly through text messages and emails. And our premise is that you are better in person, that the pendulum has swung too far toward faceless digital communication and that it is in all of our best interest for more effective work, but also for more satisfying work to be a little bit more personal and a little bit more human every day. And and video is the next best thing to being there in person. And so there are a number of applications where you're clicking send or post or whatever, and you're doing it with the same black text on the same white screen that doesn't differentiate you, doesn't build rapport and doesn't communicate nearly as well as you just look someone in the eye through the camera lens and explained it to them casually and conversationally. And so we help you do that with our web app. We have two different mobile apps for each for iOS and for Android. We work inside the Gmail inbox, inside the Outlook inbox, in Salesforce, in Zendesk, and dozens of other CRMs and platforms. So we just want to get you face-to-face because you're your own best sales asset and you are your own best differentiator. Yeah, I love it. So we're just to tease the audience a little bit here. That's the reason why we're going to talk about prospecting with video. But Ethan's going to kind of unpack a, a little bit of a case study that they did not long ago where they were able to increase response rate through cold emailing by over 56%. And so that's part of what we're going to do. So if you're doing cold emailing or you're you're finding you have some sort of a sales cadence and you're not quite getting the engagement or the response rate. That's part of the reason why I had Ethan on the show. So we're going to dive into that, but let's talk a little bit about Bonbon right now first, and then we'll and then we'll unpack that that video prospecting process that we're going to talk about. Have you got you guys t- take raising cap raise capital VC capital? Tell me a little bit about that, or is it all bootstrapped? It's all bootstrapped. You know, the first many hundreds of thousands of dollars were all friends and family. That creates a different relationship and a different motivation with success. It certainly uh, does. I think, you know, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you owe it to your friends and your family. And then really growing on revenue. I mean, you know, I'm glad that you, that you invited me on and that you are familiar with us. You know, it may be if we did raise, you know, $20 million uh, several years ago, you would have heard about us sooner. We're just kind of doing our own thing. It's really fun. We're serving more than 40,000 people in about 40 different countries. It's been an absolute pleasure. I think we understand our customers really, really well as a consequence of our pace of growth. You know, finding that product market, someone had to forge this market. And eight years ago, there were a handful of other people. Most of them have fallen off or faded off. You know, more recently, we've seen other companies that are maybe better capitalized coming down market from a 
you know, something we call marketing through video, some kind of a scripted, lit, polished, quote unquote, professional video style. When all of a sudden you recognize that literally anyone inside any organization who is connecting and communicating with other people to get their job done, and that's basically all of us, when you realize that everyone is eligible to mix video into what they're doing every day, the market starts to look a lot different. And that's where we've lived the whole time. So we've invited more competition. I think we've kind of opened this up. I think it's still relatively early for this market, but I think the upside is gigantic because, you know, we are meant to communicate with our faces and our voices and our personalities and all this other rich nonverbal communication that we naturally give off. Inherently, it's natural to us and we can naturally read it on other people. And so we think restoring this a little bit more human communication and human connection is going to be, again, not just a, a more effective way to work in terms of getting more replies and generating more referrals and converting leads at a higher rate, et cetera. And we have seen this and we've, we've had it through some survey mechanisms as well. We also get reports back. This just makes my work fun again. This is the reason I got into sales. And now I'm, you know, locked in a cubicle or locked in an office with customers spread across 18, United, 18 of the United States. And I rarely see any of them anymore. This makes what I do fun again. And it, it uh, restores my, my best qualities. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's more satisfying as well. Awesome. So, so tell me this, you mentioned something about, you mentioned about something about 40,000 different customers or users in 40 different countries. Can you clarify? I'd like to get a sense or give the audience a sense of the scale of the company. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys hit the Inc. 500 or the Inc. 5000 a few years ago. And I, but I know that I think that was like in 2000, maybe 15 or 16. It was quite, it was a few years ago, right? So you've probably seen considerable growth. Whatever you can share, whether it be revenue or users or percentage growth, could you draw us a little bit of a picture there? Sure. Yeah. We have 40, about 45,000 active subscribers, like active customers. Of course, we have a free trial model. So, you know, we generate several thousand of those every month and, and convert them at a, at a basic benchmark rate. Almost all of our customers are in the U.S. and Canada. Secondarily, you have U.K. and Australia. And then the rest of that number is rounded out by, you know, 10 customers here, 20 customers there, four customers there, 18 customers there. We have a lot, a lot of customers in Europe, partly through our relationship with Remax. We do a ton of business in the real estate community, for example. And so, you know, a couple of our most ardent friends and fans who happen to be Remax agents are teaching video in that community. And so we've picked up a lot of customers as they've been invited to teach and train in Europe. So we're about 125 or 130 people. Almost all of us are in our Colorado Springs office. We have a small office up in Denver because there's, especially when you get into like specialized tech talent, um, it's obviously a bigger market up in Denver and Boulder, which is about an hour up the street from us. And we have a few far-flung folks like outside Philadelphia, outside Minneapolis, but almost all of us are here. And yeah, we've, we've, again, growing on our own revenue, produce some aggressive but reasonable goals for ourselves. And we, we just keep moving forward with the goal of helping people rehumanize their communication and rehumanize their businesses. Love it. Perfect. All right. Well, now is the time. Let's dive into this concept and process of how to use prospecting. But before we do that, tell me why. Give me, paint a picture for the audience why they really need to break away from that old just plain email, plain text, you know, even just, you know, audio component and why video is so compelling, why they really need to start exploring video as a part of their sales process. Sure. I'll give you two reasons in particular. 
And one of them is that your sales process is probably oriented toward a face-to-face meeting. If you are in the, I'll just, I'm air quoting here, if you're in the widget business and it is super high volume, super low margin and very low touch, this may not be for you. If, however, you have a more complex sale or a longer sales cycle, you're dealing with multiple decision makers, et cetera, you're probably driving toward a face-to-face meeting at some point. And so for us, with a software product that's, you know, 50 bucks a month approximately, we don't need to spend a lot of time and it's a short sales cycle, but we still take care to do every one of our sales calls on Zoom so we can be face-to-face with the person. And And we do that because you're better in person. We connect and communicate more effectively when we are face-to-face. And so if your whole goal is to, and you might be in a business where you jump on an airplane because the deal's big enough and it makes sense that you need to go meet with the three primary decision makers on site, right? And so in all these scenarios, you're pointing toward a face-to-face meeting to make that real connection and to close it down. So why not get earlier and more often in the process, get face-to-face through a simple recorded video? And then, of course, you have the tracking and analytics to know that it works. So that's one layer. And then the other layer is when people say yes, they're saying yes to you. They're saying yes to who you are. Yes, the, the product, feature, benefit, price point, value, onboarding, terms of service, et cetera, those all need to line up as well. But people are also saying yes to the trust and rapport that you have built with them and to the sincerity and enthusiasm you've put forth about the way that your product or service or solution is going to add value to their business and be ROI positive. And so if you are an important part of the process, why would you hide yourself behind a voicemail and a keyboard for as long as it takes until you finally get face to face? So that's kind of like a two-layer And I could go on and on about it, but I think most effective salespeople, especially classically classically trained sales professionals who truly understand the value of relationship and trust, automatically get what I'm saying. And if you don't, I think if you mix in some videos into your cadence, as we can talk about, you'll start to recognize pretty quickly by the quality and quantity of replies that you get that it is a little bit different way to work. Yeah, I think, and to add to that, I think both of those are spot on. I think the add to add to that is the differentiation, right? Let's face it. There's not a lot of salespeople that are using video, right? They're just not using video as a part of their cadence. So right now that in itself is a differentiator, right? So if you, you know, it's depending upon the industry you're in, the market you're in, the product service or wherever sector you're in, obviously some are more competitive than others, but they're all getting more and more competitive. So any opportunity you have to stand out, right? is is a good is a good opportunity and for you know like you said 50 bucks a month for a salesperson approximately to to be able to differentiate themselves in the way that, the way they present themselves you can say the exact same content you can say the exact same message you might leave on on a voicemail but video adds a whole new element to it i mean it just does i love it and and i'll take what you just said to add one more piece and then we can move on is you and i can say the exact same thing and we'll both say it completely differently. People will experience us differently. And so it's not just, obviously you're gonna stand out in the inbox, it's just a different thing to receive when you let people know that the video is truly personal because you can make a truly one-to-one video where I say, hey, Dennis Brown, I've got something very specific for you based on what I learned about you by looking at your LinkedIn profile and listening to four episodes of your show. And you're immediately, if I can, if I can convey that in the subject line, in the, we do an animated preview. We take the first three seconds of your video and loop it so that it reads as a video. And then we put the play duration on it. So if you can keep it under a minute, all the better, because it'll say, you know, play 47 second video. So people know what they're signing on for. 
And if you can, if you can use the text and the animated preview to let someone know that it's truly just for them, they are not going to not play that. And as you also observed, we're early enough in the process that this is not standard operating procedure across the business culture. And so you are in an advantaged position because the earlier you start the journey, the better you're going to get. We don't need to get into all the details of the challenges that some people have getting started with video, but the sooner you knock those down and get comfortable, the more you can develop a habit that you can refine and refine and refine. The best salespeople are never satisfied with the current process and the current result. They're always looking to tweak it in some way to be more effective. And so the sooner you get started with this as part of your process, the better you're going to get at it. Love it. Perfect. All right. Let's dive into the how, because you know there's a right way and a wrong way, right? For in, in every organization is a little bit different, but you're going to give us some of what you've learned in the last eight years of being a part of the company. And the company's been around even longer. I think what was BombBomb was founded in like maybe 2006, 2007, Correct. something like that. Yep. So, I mean, you're talking about over a decade of experience here with video email from the company itself. So give us the right way, give us the process of how they should start incorporating video to start getting better results with their prospecting. Yeah, I think it starts by outlining your cadence. Some people are using a formal sales engagement platform to produce that and and share it throughout a sales team. Or you just look at what you've instructed people to do, or maybe you're a smaller shop and and you've only got two or three people doing, you know, some outbounding or some responses to inbound opportunities. So look at that cadence and figure out the right spots where you want to really amp it up. In some case, I always like it as an initial touch. I think for all the reasons we just described, so I will not repeat them. When you make that initial touch, I like to pair a video email with a phone call. We've seen this be very effective in a variety of settings where if you want to lead with the phone, right, like someone fills out a form or completes an action or whatever, and you queues up a phone call for someone to make. And so you make that outbound call and no one answers their phone anymore. So you're going to leave a voicemail and you say, hey, you know, whatever your current message is, hey, I'm also going to be in your inbox and it'll it'll be a, a little personal video for you. And then in the video, you say, hey, Dennis, Ethan here. I'm the gentleman that just left you that voicemail. I wanted to put a face with the name and blah, 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 blah. Maybe you drop a calendar link in there or whatever your call to action is. Like, you know your process. And so that's a great initial touch. The nice thing about the the email in particular, one of the reasons email continues to be so useful, and besides the fact that literally everyone has it and it is a uniform system uh, that doesn't require anything special on anyone's end, but it's also trackable. That's what that's what keeps it uh, as the number one digital channel for return on investment, uh, and it has been for more than a decade straight. But so when you layer in that video, we provide the video analytics with the email open, with the link click, et cetera, and we do that in a live feed and, and with flying alerts, et cetera. And so you can know exactly who's engaging and when. So that might be another time to reach back out. If someone's watching your video, there's a better chance that you're going to catch them on the phone. And sorry, that's another layered tip there is in the video email, you can say, hey, I'll be calling you. If you lead with the video and follow with the phone call, you can refer to the fact that the phone number you'll be calling from is right down below in your signature, which increases the likelihood that they take the call because they'll recognize the phone number and they already have a face with the name. And so throughout the rest of the process, think about where people are falling off, where you need to create greater engagement. We see some really great follow-up practices for responsive leads that have gone cold, right? Someone that maybe replied to your initial email or that you maybe even had a call with and they've gone silent on you the past couple of weeks for any of a variety of reasons. One, they got distracted or two, they went on vacation or three, they're looking at other solutions or whatever. We've seen that next touch when you might otherwise pick up the phone or shoot out a, a 
typed out email, sending a video just to reconnect, put your face back in front of them, remind them of whatever call notes you have or notes on on your conversations in the past, remind them of what excited them about the opportunity. If they had any objections or concerns, be sure to address those again and just try to reignite the conversation with a formerly responsive lead that has maybe slowed down on you. And then, of course, you have all these unresponsive leads that, you know, your system's been working, you've been shooting out the voicemails, you've been shooting out the emails, and they haven't replied to any of it. We've seen it be effective. And and sometimes, you know, you really want to get to a yes, but you also want to get to a no, right? You know, there's no reason to keep dead weight around if if someone's just not they're just not a well-qualified person and they're actually not going to transact with you. It's better just cross them off your list and move on so you can put your energy where it really belongs. So we've seen video for unresponsive leads be effective in terms of getting to a yes or a no. Again, just kind of break that pattern. You don't want to send video every single time. So if you're listening to this saying, I don't have time to do all that. One, you don't send video on every touch. This is just a more human add to what you're doing already in the right spots. And then two, you can record some of these videos once and use them over and over and over again. And especially when it's anchored or tied to a specific set of activities, when these three criteria are met, send this video to that person. Those three criteria are going to help you craft a subject line and in a video that make it feel personal, even though you're not saying their name and adding specific details to it. So this is a scalable model. But one-to-one, true one-to-one is obviously the best. And I would would really look for spots to add that. Wow. So you covered a lot really fast. Okay. So I was taking notes here feverishly because I wanted to make sure that we, you know, kind of unpacked a couple of these different components. First of all, anybody in the audience that doesn't understand or hasn't been experienced with, you know, with your sales cadence, all we're talking about is a series of touch points, right? Whether that be phone, social media, email, text, direct mail you know, organizations will develop a cadence that their salespeople will follow based on best practices and results that they've had in an effort to try to get some engagement and then pivot that conversation into a face-to-face conversation. Okay. So that, and what Ethan's theory and Bonbon's theory and strategy and what they've been able to prove here is that by incorporating this one-to-one video, right, where you're incorporating it a little earlier in that sales cadence can sometimes shorten that cycle that it takes to get that person in that live face-to-face call, correct? Yes, and it starts the conversation at a different point. We do a number of work. We do a lot of work with smaller shops and practitioners. Think of like a financial advisor. So when a financial advisor gets a form fill and they reply with a, a, either a canned, a pre-recorded, or a truly personal video, I've heard this reported back from a number of people that when they finally come into the office, they feel like they know me already. The conversation starts in a different place. And that dynamic is at play in all of these situations. Yeah. And then, and I love that example. And the second part of this is the tracking component, right? When somebody watches your video, that's a trigger, right? That's a sales trigger. They have your message, they watched your video. And at that point, that timing, what you do at that time is critical, right? If you wait too long to follow up, well, then it can, you know, then then the opportunity can kind of rot on the vine and timing can not work in your favor. But if you use that trigger and you use that tracking in your favor, it can make all the difference. So, I mean, I, I think that's a really important piece, right, Ethan? Absolutely. I mean, you only have a, a certain amount of time in the day. And so, you know, a lot of people, if you go down this road, you're going to record your video. By the way, we're talking about simple webcam and smartphone videos that are casual, conversational, 
Typically, they're maybe in your office. Some people carry their phone around and will kind of do it safely parked in a car between meetings if you're one of those people that's kind of out and about all the time. Pretty simple stuff. Just looking the camera in the lens and talking to someone instead of typing the message out. And what some people will do when they get started, they feel like inherently simply because they recorded a video that someone's going to want to watch it inherently, right? And that's why it matters that you think about in advance, why should or why would someone play this video? What's the value in it for them? And if you can use that to write a better subject line, tee up the reason to play the video with a line of text, and then reinforce the call to action with another line of text, and you let the video bring that message to life, again, persuade, influence, convince, emotionally move somebody, cognitively move somebody, you're going to do that better with your whole self in a video than you are through two or three paragraphs of text that you don't want to write and that other people don't want to read. And so some people initially will say, gosh, because I recorded this video, I just expect someone to watch it and why didn't they? And instead, just to double back on your tracking thing here, focus on the people who are demonstrating with their real behavior, real interest. When someone opens an email and a flying alert comes to your phone or your laptop screen, and then someone plays your video, that is someone who has experienced you in person. That video, you know, we've historically in email marketing, we've always looked at open rates and click rates. This video play rate is the highest form of engagement because they are spending a moment with you. They are giving back the time that you're giving them, right? Time is the asset. Attention is super, super valuable. So when someone gives that to you and experiences you in person, that is definitely something worth following up on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I wish we had more time, but I got a couple more questions and then we'll have to close it out for today. Listen, I can tell you that, you know, you've heard just my last comments on this is you hear if you're in that group that says email is dead, right? Because there's a lot of people out there that are arguing that, right? And they're going towards chatbots and they're going towards all these other new and fancy and, you know, hot new ideas. I'm going to tell you, I think you're dead wrong. I love email. Email is still the number one driver for me. And when you add video to it, Right. And I've done, I've experimented a teeny bit with this. And the little bit that I have experimented, I've had great results. So, again, I'm not a customer of BombBomb. I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. But I can tell you, in my personal opinion, I think, you know, B2B sales organizations could have incredible results if they started leveraging video a little bit more. So, ultimately, the last couple last questions here. Uh, you know, Ethan, you're, you're running a pretty big company now. And you, you know, you're, you're a company that provides a great tool for salespeople, but what is your favorite growth tool or software that helps you to grow the business? I love it. I mean, I, I won't go back to email, even though I love email. Zoom, I think two things that we all use every single day are Zoom and Slack. We are primarily in the same office, but it's still difficult to get FaceTime with people. And I also, on my team, I have two people that work remotely full time. And so we use Zoom kind of like just popping into someone's doorway and saying, hey, do you have a minute, right? So I'll leave Zoom on all day and someone will just call in and we'll just you know, chat for, for five minutes or 25 minutes. Sometimes it's a scheduled meeting, sometimes it isn't. But that the convenience of face-to-face through Zoom and then the convenience of, te- you, can throw, you can throw videos in Slack too, but primarily it's text. The way Slack allows you to organize your communication with one person or three people or your entire team. It can be open and anyone can join or it can be closed and locked. We use both of those every day and they've both been really, really helpful for us. Love it. All right, great. And besides your book, all right, Rehumanizing Business, right? You're rehumanizing your business, that book. 
besides yours, what would be one book that you would recommend to the audience? Something that maybe has helped you along in your journey? Gosh, I really loved, I'll go a little bit corner case here. I really loved Yvonne Schwinnard's Let My People Go Surfing. It's an older book. He's the founder of Patagonia, the outdoor company. And it's a really interesting story of, I think the subtitle is something about becoming an, a reluctant businessman. But all these principles, I mean, the same thing you said about email, like the answer is both and to technology. So wait, the way he lays out the philosophy, there's a section in there called philosophies or principles. I forget what he calls it, but that's kind of the heart of the book. It's the first business book that came to mind. I, I read a lot and uh, I love the question. And that's the first one that came to mind. Awesome. I will make sure we put that in the show notes for sure. But before we go, Ethan, make sure everybody knows how to connect with you, learn more about Bonbon, and you know we'll close it out for today. Cool. Uh, again, my name is Ethan Butte. It's E-T-H-A-N. Last name is B-E-U-T-E. You can find me on all the social networks. Obviously, LinkedIn is a great spot. And BombBomb is just the word bomb twice. B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. You can find us at BombBomb.com and we're BombBomb on all the social networks. And uh, Rehumanize Your Business is at Amazon and a variety of other places. You can learn more about it at BombBomb.com slash book. Perfect. Well, listen, check out Bomb Bomb. Just don't say it on a plane. Thank you, Ethan. And we will talk soon. I appreciate it. Good one. Thank you very much. I appreciate it very much too. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.